0: Welcome back to Trader Talk, the podcast that focuses on trading education for beginners and experienced traders. Each episode, we will sit down with a trader to discuss various strategies and tips to improve your edge, as well as the risks associated with trading and investing. Thank you to my sponsor, eToro, for powering this series. eToro makes trading easy by giving quick access to the world's most popular digital currencies with low fees and social trading features in one simple app allowing you to trade and invest on the go um so first and foremost shout out to crypto messiah for taking time to come on trader talk and to talk to me about gem hunting and risk management and um being a essentially a professional trader and everything you do in the space you do a lot of great stuff and shout out to my sponsor Etoro um for sponsoring the trader talk series allowing me to connect with other traders in the space and to provide Educational content for everyone else. If you're in the United States and you're interested in finding a a safe um, trading platform to use, I do recommend Etoro, so make sure to check them out. Um, so, how are you doing today, Messiah?
1: Doing fantastic. It's uh, it's actually been I mean, an absolutely crazy week. I think last week I was getting like uh, four hours of sleep per night um, just because, you know, it, it's this this stuff is is here and then it's not. Um, and with the opportunities there, like, you just got to make those sacrifices and, and you've got to be awake and aware. I mean, a lot of it's timing, um, you know, with this Uniswap stuff, if, if you're one of the, you know, people that are in early on something, um, you know, you can, you can get a lot more multiples than somebody that even comes in five minutes later than you, uh, on something that's really good. So I'm, uh, I've actually, you know, last night was the first night in a long time. I got like 10 hours of sleep. Um. Nice. You know, I only went to the gym three times last week, which is irregular. I normally go five times a week. So I've been able to go to the gym this week and I feel like finally, and, you know, I'm kind of getting back on my feet, um, as this unit swap, like craze wears off a little bit. So,
0: so, so you've been in the space for a long time. You've been, you you know, the ins and out of all this stuff. So do you think we are in a bull market right now?
1: Absolutely. You know, I think there's no denying that, um, and, you know, you, there's still, the, there's still people in denial. Um, Adrian says, I have great lips. Thank you, Adrian. I mean, oh, that just touches me so much. Um, but it's, uh, you know, here's the thing. And here's what's different because of course, you know, there were several times um, even earlier this year where people said, this is alt season. And then in 2018 or not, not 2018, but 2019, you know, we had little bumps and, and people said, this is it. This is alt season. Um, but what what's different this time and, and why this is alt season is everywhere you look like people are making money and it doesn't matter if these people are informed market participants or uninformed, like there's people getting multiples absolutely everywhere. Um, and you look at, you know, Binance, like you've got stuff like Lend that, you know, went like hundred X and then you've got 10 X is just popping up everywhere. Like that is different. And, you know, a lot of people keep making this argument. They keep trying to compare it to 2017. Um, which I think is is something you can't do here. And the reason is, is, you know, 2017 came and you know, we had this ICO mania, um, which a lot of people were, re- you know, referred to it as. And uh, th- the thing is about ICO mania was, you know, sure, it put a lot of uh, buy pressure on Ethereum. It, it, you know, drove a lot of new people into the space because it was a gold rush. You know, everybody wanted to get rich. Everybody else was getting rich. You know, we got to get in. Um, but the thing is, is that, well, all of these ICOs, you know, had great ideas, you know, a lot of them back then were Ethereum killers, which, you know, now it's pretty clear, in my opinion, that Ethereum is the next Ethereum. So, if you know, if, if you're in an Ethereum killer, you're, you know, it's a dead man walking. It's like investing in something that's the next Facebook, you know, like, you can't do that. Um, I mean, good luck with that, right? So it's... Uh, people were buying these ICOs and the ICOs, uh, what they were actually trying to do, well, hey, we're gonna do an ICO so you can reserve a parking space. You're gonna do an ICO so you can do this, so you can do that. The issue though was at the end of the day, these ICOs had to go source their customers. You know, Well, maybe they did have great ideas. A lot of them were you know, ahead of their time um, because their products didn't have any customer base. And people investing in them lost a lot of money because the ICOs were not able to secure that customer base. Now, what's really unique about this this rush and this DeFi craze is DeFi is the first kind of crypto revolution to where the customer base is already here. We don't have to go find the customers. And that's why a lot of these things are already moving without new market participants necessarily coming in and getting their feet wet. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, we got to have a new Bitcoin all time high, you know, then... Then that's gonna bring the people in because that's what's happened in 2017. Like you're witnessing this happen right in front of you right now. DeFi customers are exchanges, they're traders, they're holders. You know, it's it's everybody that's already involved in crypto and everybody's all over it. So there's no, you know, you we don't have to find customers. And the thing is, oh well, this is gonna be over in a month. It's not because that same argument, hey, uh, you know, when we do have this Bitcoin new all-time higher, I mean, quite personally, I think Ethereum is going to be a major, you know, driving force in this, you know, alt season or this market cycle. But when all of that does actually happen, it's introducing even more customers to DeFi because people are going to come in and they're going to want yield and they're going to want to participate in, you know, hey, you know, I just bought If I Bitcoin and I'm not really into the whole trading thing and stuff, but, you know, I can stake my Bitcoin and, you know, participate in, in you know, decentralized lending programs that, you know, is all backed by software and blah, 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 and I can get a return on my Bitcoin while I'm holding my Bitcoin. And that's going to be really appealing to a lot of these new people.
0: I absolutely agree with you. Um, I'm not a very tech savvy person. And when I remember when I got into crypto, I just kept, it was super scary for me because I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this. I'm not going to understand what all this tech stuff is. But a lot of these DeFi platforms are really, 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 really easy to use. The fact that you can literally go on like crypto.com or even Coinbase, for example, I know we're supposed to be canceling Coinbase, but the fact that you can go on Coinbase, you can buy Tezos and you get your little Tezos rewards, or you can stack your, or, you know, get rewards back for the USDC that you, that you, um, lock up or just have on the wallet on Coinbase, that's appealing to somebody. And I also think the fact that Ethereum is only like $400 as opposed to Bitcoin, I think that brand new people are going to, they're going to see it and they're going to be like, oh, well, I can afford this. I can afford $400 because they'll see the high price of Bitcoin at like $11,000 and it kind of deters them for them from the market.
1: No, absolutely. You know, I definitely would agree with that. You know, we definitely saw that effect in the last market cycle and really every market cycle, you know, people come in and they want cheap coins you know why buy one bitcoin when i can have twenty thousand uh ripple because you know hey if ripple can just get to you know one tenth of the price of bitcoin right i'll be super rich um which you know we know is is flawed logic but you know that is the as edward is saying in chat you know that's the Abe game you know these people come in and and these you have to think like these new market participants that you know aren't aware that don't understand you know like market capitalizations and circulating you know versus uh uh you know, full supply and anything like that. Um, so another, you know, huge driving force is that, you know, last time, um, you know, the crypto was really inaccessible. You know, now everybody can get in, you know, and even you've got uh, cryptos available in like Robinhood app and stuff like that, which has been an absolute phenomenon. You know, we've seen what the effect that the Robinhood app has had on the stock market. A lot of these rallies are, are you know, driven by these retail traders. It's just an army of people FOMOing in and, you know, people need to understand that, there's a lot of coins on Robin Hood. And you know, those I think especially will uh, be susceptible to some pretty wild news.
0: Well, we saw the TikTok Doge pump that occurred. Yeah. That was that was freaking crazy. And I think my most popular video on my YouTube channel got 17,000 views and it was will Dogecoin wow. hit a it will it was will Dogecoin hit a dollar? And I did my regular news stuff and I basically told people that you know Dogecoin is not gonna hit a dollar, like it's pretty, pretty pretty close to being impossible. Somebody is shilling tendies, they want to know, um, my furry yellow friend, he wants to know if anyone wants to buy his tendies.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, here, here's the thing about tendies, you know, and and I remember, you know, when I originally talked about tendies, you know, I got some backlash, you know, when I saw tendies, though, it was this fire meme, uh, you know, 4chan was all over it. And, uh, you know, what was actually unique about it, you know, and because I actually studied the, uh, the code, you know, in the smart contract before I buy anything, because so many of these are just copy paste token builder scams you know and i kind of limit my risk by not buying anything like that and of course you know that means i'll miss out on some things you know there's definitely things that are scams that have moved that you know you could have gotten in and sold and maybe made a little money but at the same time you know there's that huge risk of, of buying these you know kind of copy paste i noticed Tendys wasn't copy paste you know it had a deflationary mechanism uh the whole like participation and and the uh, deflation and You know, farming for the bucket and all that—it was all gamified through a portal on their website. You know, which I was like, "Hey, this is actually pretty cool." Um, And they're working on a full suite of like DeFi products. It's—it's going to be like, uh, like Yearn, like hidden behind a Chicken Tenders meme. You know, which is absolutely hilarious to me. And and I do think that, uh, you know, with it getting recognition by Justin Sun, and it being on Poloniex and stuff like that—I mean, that's a pretty big deal. You know, for a a five million dollar cap like Chicken Tender Meme Coin, right? Um, So. I've seen what can happen before. You know, Dogecoin was actually what brought me to crypto. And I still remember, you know, all of the people saying back then, you know, oh, this is bullshit, you know, this is this isn't Satoshi's vision, you know, like this is never going to this will never pump blah blah blah. Dogecoin still has a 500 million dollar market capitalization wow. to this day. I mean, we're talking 6 years, you know, after its inception, which is crazy. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen, but look guys the flood's coming and all of this shit is going to pump super hard and and like you need to understand you know when new people come in i mean when i got into crypto crypto was fun you know it wasn't dominated by vcs and and all of this uh you know big investor money and stuff like that it was just a bunch of nerds like having fun and you know buying all these shit coins and stuff like it was a totally different uh environment and you know i'm seeing a lot of that old school crypto kind of mentality come back now and that was something that was absent in 2017 because 2017 everything was very fucking serious right this is a very serious project and now we're seeing these fun projects again and you know that they're getting a lot of attention and that's something that i really love you know to see because it's it is fun you know we can all laugh and enjoy it and make some money too at the same time
0: so quick question about that do you think that um we can't say it because youtube doesn't like it but do you think the impact the uh, of cv on the on the economy globally do you think that that's also going to kind of help drive this this next bull run that we're in because essentially a lot of people are stuck at home they don't want to go out to eat they don't want to go hang out with their friends they don't want to do anything because we have big government telling us it's not safe so do you think this that this might be another catalyst for this bull market and that's helping with things because people really have nothing to do besides sit at home and trade shitcoins? coins
1: I, I think so, uh, to a certain extent, you know, it's difficult to actually attribute, you know, how much of that is, is a direct, pro- you know, byproduct of that. But at the same time, you know, I don't think you can totally discount that theory. Um, you know, there's definitely a lot more people at home. Uh, but the major thing is, you know, not only are there more people at home, but all of this is so accessible to everyone now. And even if you're, you know, a guy that, hey, you know, I used to have to go to work, but now I work from home, you know, I'm remote now or whatever. All of this stuff is available as phone apps and, and stuff like that. It's a, It's on your fingertips, you know, so even if you do have to go to work, like, I don't have to be at my computer 24-7. I can whip out my phone. You know, the Ledger Nano X integrates with your phone via Bluetooth now, so you can still have a hardware wallet and interact with your phone. And I mean, you can really, like, get to work and and just do whatever the hell you want. So, you know, I mean, it's, in 2017, a a lot of, like, the house of cards came toppling down, you know, of course, because of uh, kind of Ponzi reinvestment. You know, these ICOs would, raise money and then they take a, a part of that money and invest in another ico um, and they make money on that and then they took you know that money and put it in, an, in another ico so the whole ecosystem was inflated beyond its capacity um in that sense but also inflated beyond its capacity and that you know I had a coinbase support ticket that went unanswered for three months and I've been Jesus. in crypto for a while so I was like you know, okay, like I kind of get it. But at the same time, I was really fucking angry about it. Um, and and that, that was something that, um, you know, I just was thinking like, hey, if, if I was a new participant and I came in here, maybe I'd bought some stonks before or whatever. But, you know, if I had if I'd had that experience with an exchange, like that would have really put me off. But I think everybody's upgraded their infrastructures um, and everybody's kind of, I mean, they've had three years to prepare for this next wave. You know, everybody knew that it was coming. Crypto markets are highly cyclical. It's not a matter of if, but when the next big bubble is going to be.
0: So let's talk a little bit about gem hunting, because you were talking, I had no idea that Tendies actually had those, uh, some of those fundamentals that you were talking about, because we're seeing a lot of... um, because I got into crypto the very, very end of 2017 when all that ICO and all that stuff happened. And I remember if you wanted to purchase an ICO, you needed like a VPN and you had to go on IDEX or whatever the heck. At that time, I wasn't experienced enough to do so and I had no idea what was going on. So I just stuck to like the Bittrick stuff or the KuCoin stuff or Binance or whatever. But as far as like, weeding out scams because this is the important part is there's we're going to see so many projects pop up that are DeFi projects that claim to do x y and c that claim to be deflationary that claim to promise back to give back all of these um these really high interest rates back like if you lock up hundred attendees, you get like 50 percent of your you know supply or whatever not supply but um you know you you can double your money just by locking it oh. up how do you like how do you how do you kind of go through these projects and are like, okay, this is, this is a blatant scam. Because one thing that concerns me with DeFi is I'm looking at some of these projects that are promising these insane gains to people. And I'm like, okay, this kind of sounds like BitConnect to me.
1: No, 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 sure. And you know, one of the number one things that I look at, um, you know, is I want to look at the smart contract and, and I want to look at the website and I want to see some novelty there, you know, I don't want to invest in something that's already been done, um, because you know i mean why just why you know what's what's even the point you know a lot of times the best performers are, are the people that have these novel ideas um you know for example with tendies it's uh, the top 50 wallets um there's a bucket that accrues over three days and, and those funds are redistributed to the top 50 wallets you know what the same time burning supply so the interesting dynamic there is it's deflationary and also uh the supply is redistributed into you know arguably the the hands of people that are strongholders, right people that that aren't going to sell because it takes a lot to be a top 50 wallet you know i mean imagine buying uh i, I don't remember how much it cost last time but i think you had to have the last time it looked like fifty thousand 000 to be a top wallet and that's uh you know that's like thirty thousand dollars right now so we're talking about you know guys that that are exposed to crypto you know guys that know what they're doing we're not talking about putting you know redistributing the supply in the hands of people that you we know, do with weak hands. so it's got a great dynamic for upside um A lot of this stuff is kind of BitConnect 2.0, you know, and and stuff like that. Um, Here's the thing. I mean, there's the kind of old adage that scams pump the hardest in crypto. Um, And I definitely think that that uh, still holds a lot of truth. Um, You know, just look at Hex. I know a lot of people have differing opinions on that, but I mean, Hex went like 100x from the bottom. um, And, you know, a lot of people would call that a scam. and you know what, it pumped really hard because everybody hated it, you know, everybody was looking at it and everybody said, you know, screw Hex, I'm, there's no way I'm going to buy Hex. That's, that's exactly what I said. You know, I had a friend that bought Hex at the bottom and uh, said, you know, I just can't be a part of this and gave his Hex away because he just said, you know, I'm not, he's like, you know, was like, I'm not going to support this. This is a scam. Um, but I mean, the most important thing is, you know, I want to look for something that's novel. In crypto, it's all about uh, FOMO-nomics, you know, people saying, you know, what are the fundamentals of the coin, you know, and people try to get too serious about it, but the fundamentals are essentially, can this be co- can this coin be sold, you know, to an audience? Um, when you look at it, you, I want to see the right buzzwords. I want to see the right people involved. You know, I, when I look at the website, I want to see a professional website, um, you know, and, and a website that, that I want to see a team that knows how to sell their coin. Uh, Because, you know, if I'm looking at a website and it's a bunch of geeks and the website looks like trash and, you know, they're really not doing anything novel and I mean I'm just not going to buy it like, you know, I'm just, why, because if I'm, why, like why would anybody buy it, you know, I, I started this whole like ape together strong meme a couple of weeks ago because essentially that's what you do in a bull market. Those are the people that make money. You know, I still remember in 2017, you know, you've got some of the older market participants that started seeing things popping off and we were like, Oh, like what, you know, what the hell's going on? Like, this is ridiculous. And these new guys that just showed up were just like, ha ha, you know, like I'm, I'm just buying everything and getting hilariously rich. And, and it clicked to me a couple months in, I just said, this is, this is what you have to do. You know, this is the ticket. Um, you know, of course buying legit projects, buying the right projects, but, I mean it's literally as simple as that it, you know everybody is a genius in a bull market and i think you know right now you're seeing guys that are hitting these 10x's these 5x's you know whatever and, and having these you know making genius level money um and they're seriously outperforming a lot of the 2017 new participants that are still scarred by you know being through that bear market as somebody that has been in crypto for a really long time that bear market was like one of the worst experiences in my life like and and I've talked to other like guys that have been here a long time too. That was one of the most brutal bear markets ever. I mean, everything went down like ninety percent. If you hadn't been smart, if you hadn't sold anything, if you hadn't taken any profit, I mean, you're pretty much back to square one by the end of it. And it was a long, painful three years of, you know, what if, you know, what could have been. Um, so the the important thing here, you know, and, and what I told myself is, right, you know, right when I saw Lind, which is really the what kind of made it click for me. Um, you know, I saw then just do insane volume uh pumps so hard and i was just like you know what this is it and i'm going to be an ape now you know and an and ape just sees the sees something and he doesn't think about it and he just buys it um and, and that's really the gist of it it's that simple uh during the right conditions
0: so what are those conditions for you
1: well you know the conditions are you know i think um you know you talked about the you know cv and and stuff like that um earlier, but I mean, the main condition is that when you look at the, the markets on a macro level, I mean, everywhere you look, it's very much risk on, um, you know, the stocks are mooning, metals are mooning, commodities are mooning. It doesn't matter what it is, it's mooning. And what happens in those conditions is that people get um, very greedy because they're making money everywhere and they're just looking for more and more ways to make even more money. Um, so I think that that's, uh, something that's unique to this bull market we're about to see in crypto. I do think we're still kind of in that disbelief phase right now. Um, cause a lot of people are like, I mean, just in awe, how is this even happening? There's no way this has got to come down. Um, but at the same time, you know, you've got, uh, retail traders, you've got institutional, uh, traders, hedge funds, you know, whatever that have made an absurd amount of money. And they're going to be looking for the next big thing that they can park this money in. And, um, what was important about 2017, you know, a lot, everybody's like, Oh, these people aren't going to come back. Right. They got wrecked. Like they're not going to come back. You know, we, we scarred everybody and that ruined crypto forever. Well, that's not true. I mean, think about guys that go to the casino and and lose all their money. Like these guys always come back um, because that's just the kind of people that they are. And, and even with that being said, There's so many people that sat on the sidelines throughout the entirety of 2017 and totally missed out, and they saw friends make a lot of money. And we're talking about funds, too. They saw funds go from, you know, uh, $20 million, um, you know, in the the portfolio to, you know, $100 million. And um, that's not something, you know, that knowing what, you know, crypto can do to a portfolio, that's not something people are going to ignore this time. Um, and I do think because of that and, and because of the state of kind of the stock market and all of that and how risk on everything is that the hoard is is coming. Um, and I think some of them are already here.
0: So let's let's talk a little bit about because I've got some questions to some of the things you said, but I want to know about profit taking. like how the heck does somebody go about profit taking when you ha- when you're in like a meme coin like tendies or whatever coin it is because me personally from the bear market i learned that okay if something if i get a 10 percent rise out of something i got to take some profit because this thing could run up to resistance and then it can completely dump and then break historical support and go down and completely die or that can be like the last pump before the project goes away so how do you decide to take profit on some of these newer projects that you're looking at some of the uniswap projects and some of these older projects that have pumped from the dead
1: well here's the thing. I'm not I'm not looking at or considering older projects at all. You know, they're dead to me. And that doesn't mean that they're not gonna pump. I do think that they will, you know, uh, this rising tide is gonna lift all ships. But the thing is, is if you think about it, you know, think about a coin like Stratus, you know, which went absolutely you know, freaking crazy in 2017, you know, people made huge multiples on their money, um, but also drew down, you know, 90% plus. You've got to think that, you know, to pump that coin on the way up there's guys seeing other people get rich left and right, and they're stuck with this big, you know, archaic bag, right? So on the way up, there's going to be people the entire way saying, oh, I can finally sell now because I'm comfortable, you know, with selling at this level and and I'm going to get in some of this new stuff, you know, that's really moving and kind of making the rounds. Um, As opposed to a new project, you know, when when you look in the telegram rooms and you look at the holders, these are all people that are bought in and, and that have that that hope and have those you know dreams of becoming rich. Their dream isn't to get out alive. Their dream is to become rich, um, and that's kind of a I mean that's a huge difference in the dynamic between the old and the new projects. You know, a big thing is right now investing in these new projects is going to get you a lot more ROI than investing in these old dinosaur coins. Um, and there certainly are a lot of new projects to invest in. Um, now I was talking about accessibility earlier, and um, you know, last time when you know, we were talking about ICOs and things like that. ICOs were very much a "who do you know" game um, because to participate in a lot of these ICOs, you had to know the right people. You know, you had to go through a syndicate. You know, somebody that's willing to sign this app and distribute the funds. Um, you, you know, and a lot of that was about how connected you were. Um, you know, how much money you had, uh, things like that. Whereas this time, the dynamic is you know we have projects that are listing with initial liquidity on Uniswap, um, and the interesting thing about that is anybody can participate in all of this stuff, it's open to everybody. And it's, its I'm not gonna say fair, you know, there's definitely pre-sales, there's definitely ways to front run other people, but at the same time, it's available for everyone, you know, in an extremely early phase. Um, and on, you know, Uniswap, the interesting thing is, is that people can come in, they can buy a coin early and there's automated market making algorithms. Um, and it can, you know, when you buy, when you seed these projects, even if you're just pre-seeding it or whatever, the project launches with liquidity and the market making algorithms, you know, will, will raise that liquidity with the price. So you've got new guys coming in, they're buying it, and that liquidity is going straight to the bid, you know, if you want to even call it that, because there's not an order book. Um, But that's just adding more and more and more and more support. um, And also the ability to exit. So I mean, one of the most important things when you buy a coin, right, is is when I buy a project, it doesn't matter how hard it pumps, if I can't get out eventually. Um, So Uniswap is novel in the sense that, you know, I can buy a project and if it pumps really hard, I know there's going to be hello liquidity there and I can get out, I can exit. Um, So that's kind of a new paradigm here and that's something that we haven't seen before. And I mean, I think people would be shocked, like, I know you were saying that you know, you came back and, and you were like, oh my gosh, you know, like what, what the heck is going on and with all this Uniswap right. stuff, right? But you you guys just have no idea how many people I've spoken with. And we're talking about noobs and OGs that have said, what the hell is this? How do I use it? You know, this is confusing. Um, and that's why I still think, you know, is, it, it's kind of a testament to how early we are in this. You know, we aren't, aren't even to the point of time where everybody has made the plunge to educate themselves and, and kind of get access to, to this new gold rush.
0: Well, I'm glad that you said that cuz I didn't I don't feel so stupid now because I just oh, remember, don't, don't. I was on I was on vacation cuz like Dexes are hard to use they are not super like just the UI UX is hard they're just not really friendly to use I've used lots of Dexes in the past and I'm just like and then I'm seeing all this stuff with the Uniswap. I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is like a DEX or whatever the heck. It's going to be a pain in the butt to use. So I got to, you know, put it in the ledger. And then there's always the risk with MetaMask. MetaMask scares me um, just because it's on the browser and all types of stuff. Um, so, but basically with Uniswap, all you got to do is you can plug your ledger in and then you can go ahead and load your coins there, or buy, you know, put your Ethereum there, buy whatever coin you want to get, and then go ahead and sell it. And then you can even, I had no idea that you can actually use a ledger and use a Bluetooth on your phone to access it that way. I had no idea.
1: Yeah, that's the, the new ledger model and, and, you know, while it's not required to have a hardware wallet to actually interface with Uniswap, you know, the easiest way, in my opinion, is to interface through uh, MetaMask. But what you can actually do very easily is uh, hook your hardware wallet to MetaMask and and what all MetaMask is giving you the ability to do is to interact with Web3 applications uh, like Uniswap um, and also other things, you know, like participating in some of this, yield farming stuff and things like that. Um, MetaMask isn't that scary, especially if you have a hardware wallet hooked up to it because, you know, with a hardware wallet, your keys are, are kept totally offline. The only thing the hardware wallet's doing is signing transactions. Okay. Um, so when you are, you know have a, a MetaMask uh, application on your Chrome or whatever, it, even if a web, you know, you might get scared because I'm sure people have gone to a website and you know, it pops up, connect to MetaMask and you're like, oh shit, you know, hit the X button, hit the X button, right? I've got to get out of here. It's not that scary because they can't access your private keys. um, You know, and of course they would have to do that to steal from you or take your money or anything like that.
0: Yeah, that's scary. I I get a little weary of stuff sometimes just because I don't know exactly how like a ledger, I know how to use it, but I don't know the tech that's backing it. So I always get a little bit weary, but let's talk, I remember you said something about, um, you know, the yield or the the, the return rates that you get for locking up X amount of project. Isn't that kind of similar to like a master node though? And weren't master nodes very frowned upon for a long time?
1: Well, it's different because, you know, a lot of times these master nodes were inflationary mechanisms, um, you know, as where yield farming doesn't necessarily have to be. Um, now, I haven't really participated in, in a lot of the yield farming um, just because, you know, I'm scared of or or liquidity providing, because I mean, there's something called impermanent loss that I'm scared of, you know, which is essentially if you're in something and, you know, the market goes up heavily, then you know, you're going to significantly underperform the direction of the market. Um, If you guys want to learn about it, you know, Google impermanent loss. I'm sure there's a lot better explanations than that out there. Um, But, you know, the thing is, is that For example, like I'm in a a project called LID and what they're one of the things they're trying to do is they're trying to clean up the um, all the scams on Uniswap by licensing their technology, which kind of locks the initial liquidity. One of the biggest scams on Uniswap right now is called a rug pull. Um, What the developer will do, whoever originates the contract, you know, they'll throw up 100 Ethereum of liquidity. Um, You know, people get excited, you know, people FOMO in. the price goes up, the price goes up, the price goes up. And here's the thing when he's providing that liquidity he doesn't care if he's suffering in permanent loss because uh as the liquidity goes up you know his ethereum balance that he's injected into the liquidity is also rising um so he doesn't even have to dump to exit the market all he does is goes and pulls the liquidity that's the rug pull and then people are stuck with something that might be up 10x but there's nothing to sell into right um so that's a huge problem but one of the cool things about you know a lot of these projects like lid I'm staking my LID, um, whereas in the past, you know, hey, I'm staking and, you know, I'm getting inflation. Um, but with LID, you know, I'm staking and they put a tax on all transactions. They put a tax on selling and they put a tax on, on, on unstaking your coins. And I'm receiving those transactional taxes by staking my LID. So it's interesting because, you know, I'm actually getting a great ROI, you know, just through people participating in the network. But the network isn't inflationary, um, which, is, which is pretty cool.
0: Okay. Cause that was something I was kind of curious. Cause I'm seeing all these people claim that they're getting all these returns back and all kinds of stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, wasn't this, isn't this like master nodes, but rebranded?
1: Well, even like with the lending and stuff, you know, it's, it's just, we've got decentralized protocols now, um, you know, where you can collateralize alone. And of course there's still risks and stuff there, but at the same time, you know, if I have to lock up collateral on a smart contract and you know, I'm, I might get up, you know, three, 4% APY or something like that on it, or in some cases, even more, um, you know, it's coming from something that's legitimate, you know, it's not just being printed out of thin air, you know, because there's borrowers that come in and borrowing this money and, and the borrowers are going to have to pay back, you know, and, and then some, and then, you know, by being a lender, I would get a little bit of that. I mean, the huge craze right now is these uh, DAOs, um, which are really interesting. And uh, what these DAOs do um, is they govern a lot of these protocols and it's kind of um, the next big, I would say loophole almost because, you know, these governance tokens is like uh, the year finance creator said, you know, he said, guys, like when people are going crazy over Wi-Fi, they still are. He said, guys like this governance tokens worth $0. Like it doesn't get you anything, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is about governance tokens is eventually maybe the DAO decides to pay itself and they decide to, um, to take some of this yield that the dao has has generated and, and they decide to distribute it to themselves and that's i think where a lot of the inherent value comes from
0: another question for you so you said that you're not touching old tokens anymore you're completely right. done with them only new stuff
1: well that that's a decision you know i made in 2019 you know and i just i told myself like these projects are so messed up um, 2019 i decided to buy ren and rsr they're both fresh projects with fresh ideas. They had all the FOMO-nomics, you know, pumpamentals, whatever you want to call them. Uh, they were all larger than life. They all advertised themselves really well. They carried themselves really well. I mean, the REN is name or the CTO's name's Long Wang. Um, so there was like meme potential there. Um, Love it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, it. they just made sense. And And I, when I bought those things, I knew that a lot of times when when I buy serious projects, because you know, sure, I might buy and sell you know shit on Uniswap or whatever. I'm not in that to hold it long and see what happens. You know, I'm in that to generate capital to put in things that I can hold long and see what happens. You know, when I try to buy things, I buy the inevitable. Um, I don't really trade. I, I'm more of an investor, so I'll buy something that I can say you know, hey, I was able to acquire this um, project, you know, I've vetted it, it looks really good, they've got the nomics, I've looked at the GitHub, the developers are kicking ass, you know, the community loves them, uh, blah, 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 um, at a $10 million valuation. And then you have to look at some of these other projects and you're like, hey, even after the last bear, you know, these projects are still at a $250 million valuation, you have to start wondering, you know, to yourself, given time, Will my project, you know, reach the same market capitalization as these other projects, you know, maybe it's doing something better than these other projects. It's a new version of these other product uh, projects. Like, you know, one of my biggest investments right now is in Meta uh, MTA, uh, you know, which is backed by Suzu from Three Arrows and uh, and Sam from FTX. And, um, it's really interesting because it's a better version of maker. If anybody uh, knows what Maker is, you know, it's, it's got a $500 million capitalization, you know, and I entered MTA at a $12 million capitalization. So I know that given time, you know, if I, if I just have the discipline to sit on my hands and not do anything, it's inevitable that I will be able to sell this for a higher dollar amount at some time. It doesn't matter when that time is people say, how long do you plan on holding this for, you know, and I say, well, you know, until I'm rich. You know, it, it doesn't matter. But a lot of people do have uh, issues with that discipline, and that's something that I've had to teach myself over a long period of time. Um, because the issue is, is that especially if you're holding something that's you know maybe lagging the market a little bit, and you don't have that early runner. There's this innate urge to say, "Oh crap! You know, I got to sell my you know my uh, inevitable bag, right? The one that I did all that research on, the one that's a great project, and I got to chase this pump over here because you know people are greedy, people want you know to get rich now. They don't want to get rich in a year." Um, so people will overtrade and people will, a lot of times the joke is, is that, you know, when, when, when's my bag going to pump? Well, when you sell it, um, is when it's going to go. Exactly. And it, it's funny that, I mean, that's happened to me. I've sold things uh, and, and the next day it went 5X. And, you know, I've just learned over the years that, I mean, honestly, the best way to If you don't have that discipline, the best way to develop it is to stop staring at your screen, stop worrying about it, but you need to have some kind of hobby. You need to have something to do um, to where, you know, hey, I'm going to do this instead of worrying about all these positions and where everything's going uh, and that'll kind of keep you occupied.
0: Yeah, over trading is a problem. Um, I normally am only in like two to three positions when I'm trading. When I'm investing, it's in a lot more because I am invested in a lot of other projects. But I try to keep the, keep it down just because it gets to be a little bit overwhelming. Because I feel I feel it myself is when I'm not in front of the computer screen, like paying attention to the charts. When I'm away, when I'm with the family, it's like, oh my god, am I not working? Am I not doing anything? I'm not making right. money. But really, you are making money, and that's part of your job is to just kind of get the f away from the computer and have your alert set have your sell set whatever your stops whatever it is and go you know go get some reality go get a reality check. it's a lot harder
1: to do than people realize i think it is um and and, you know like you were saying uh, the bear market kind of trained everybody to you know oh my god it's up 10 percent. i need to take profit you know and i think it's going to take a while for everybody to kind of get over that mentality you know if you look on twitter right now there's a lot of people out there that are still stuck in that mentality um and I think that we'll continue to be stuck in that mentality for for the foreseeable future. You know, eventually it's going to click on everybody that, hey, like, it's going to be, it's good, I'll put it this way. It's going to become very, like right now it's obvious to me, but it's going to become very obvious to everybody that the bull is here. Um, and that there's, you know, really good money to be made. Like we got wrecked by the bear market for like three years, you know, and- It hurt, uh,
0: man. It hurt.
1: It really hurt. And and like, even I have scars as somebody that's been here a very long time. Um, But the number one thing is, you know, when you're doing this, you've got to have a plan Um, and you've got to have a number in your head to where enough is enough. And and you need to know like, you know, hey, Bitcoin is super parabolic. It's a $50,000. Everybody on Twitter is going to be talking about Bitcoin, 100K, Bitcoin, 250K, you know, this and that. But you've got to know when Enough is enough. And even let's say you sell your Bitcoin at $50,000 and Bitcoin goes to $75,000 after that, does it really matter? That's 5x from where we are right now at $50,000. And, you know, do you want to be the guy that has a plan that sells, that walks away in profit? Or do you want to be the guy that sits around for the next bear market, which, you know, I could tell you is going to be longer than three years. It's going to be very brutal.
0: I think so too, just because I feel like a lot of brand new people are going to come into the market. And a lot of people that don't understand how cyclical crypto is, they are going to think that, that Bitcoin is going to go to like a million dollars. I don't think so. I think maybe, I think if we, I think if we get to like 30K, 30 to 50K, that's going to be effing amazing. And I've got, you know, I've got I have a plan for when I do want to liquidate a lot of my Bitcoin. I have a plan for like my longer term holds. Like I've got a Bitcoin for myself and my daughter that just staying in there for, you know, staying in cold storage until the next 20 years. But it's like, but it's like all the other stuff. Like I'm planning on taking profit like a savage once we get to a certain point, just because it's like, you know you like when something goes in a price discovery like that's a whole new thing for me too is seeing a lot like link is in price discovery right now it's like how do you like when do you decide to take profit on on an altcoin that's been in price discovery especially if you're a bag holder and i think this is going to be important for people that are watching this because i'm sure there's and i don't want to say people that are holding link or bag holders but if you've got a large portion of link and this thing is going to price discovery what do you do do you take profit now or do you like what do you do
1: well i think that all depends on when you buy you know for me I don't really follow momentum. You know, I try to buy value and I try to sell it when it's expensive. Um, but you know, when I do that, when I, when I go in, I have a plan and I'm going to say when I buy a certain thing, I'm going to say, Hey, you know, is this something I want to start taking profit at, you know, at a five X multiple of, of, my entry, or is this something i want to start taking profit at at a 10 X multiple from my entry? Um, because the thing is, is, you know, especially when the conditions are right, there's five X's and 10 X's everywhere. I mean, you guys have already seen this, but at the same time, how many a hundred X's are there? Right. Not many, I mean, the probability of you having the next hundred X in your bag is, is incredibly low, because if it was high, it wouldn't be hundred X, like everybody would be in on it, right? Um, but the thing is, is, you know, what a lot of people don't realize is that, and of course this is uh, theoretical, you know, it's difficult to do in practice, but if you just get three, five X's, you know, which is something that's very probable, um, when the conditions are right, you can have over a hundred X return um, from those trades. And, and it's something that can happen. And the th- what people don't realize is when the number goes up, the probability of the number going down increases, you know, mm-hmm. and you're accepting additional downside risk to be exposed to additional upside potential. So I always can, you know, try to tell myself and, and just be robotic about it and say, you know, Hey when this uh, is at 5x I'm going to take some off and I'm going to rotate it into something that hasn't moved yet. Um, hey now it's at 7x I'm going to take more off and I'm going to rotate it into something that hasn't moved yet. And that way I can build these bags that haven't moved. I can you know capture that compounding effect. And also while doing that, maximize my upside potential of my portfolio and manage you know minimize my downside potential at the same time.
0: Do you keep moon bags of stuff?
1: Very rarely.
0: okay. Because I was, I was, there's was somebody that kind of mentored me when I first got in the space, and he's like, always keep a moon bag, always keep a moon bag. But now, after 20, after 2017, and after that whole bear market thing, I'm like, do I really want to keep like 100 coins of this or whatever? Because, and then it just, to me, it's like, it's like excess clutter. It's like shit that you have in your garage that right. is just there and that is just piling up. And if you don't get rid of it, like it's going to sit there and you're going to have to pass it down generations. And, with crypto, are these like, I wanna say there's like 8,000 projects currently. Is it really gonna be, is it really worth it? Yeah, I mean, there's
1: of course different philosophies on this and I'm not gonna say, you know, one's right or one's wrong because there's definitely people that have kept a min bag and then that happens to be the 100X and, you know, they make money. Um, I'm just trying to play a game of probabilities here, you know, which is why I don't really keep min bags because I'm always, you know, operating under the assumption that I don't have a 100X coin in my portfolio. Um, And, you know, you can do really well operating under that assumption. You know, I think you'll do better operating under that assumption than somebody that doesn't. Uh, But keeping a moon bag can't hurt. Um, But at at the same time, you know, by keeping a moon bag, you know, let's say it's even 10% of your starting position and and maybe you do have the next Bitcoin, you know, in your wallet. But at the same time, like, you're continuing, continuing to expose yourself to that additional downside by continuing to hold, you know, people, I pretty much took profit on all of my RSR now and uh, at a 10X multiple, which is un-freaking believable. I mean, that's phenomenal, but at the same time, people are like, oh, you know, you're an idiot, like RSR is gonna go to, you know, it's a, it's a $80 million cap, it's gonna go to 400 million. Okay, you know, can that happen? Yeah, but that's only a 5X multiple Uh, you know, from the current market capitalization. And I think the probability of something at a much lower market capitalization, something that hasn't moved yet of achieving that same 5X I could have achieved by continuing to hold my RSR is much higher.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I just feel like the strategy that you talked about is, you know, going 10 times and taking your profit. I think that was probably a really, really smart idea just because who knows what the heck is going to happen. Another question about Uniswap, because I went ahead and I'm on that, that telegram thing where it tells you all the new listings. How the hell do you sort through that? There's so many projects that they're listing like all the time. And to me, it's kind of overwhelming to see that. And I've been in the game since end of 2017, but I'm feeling very, very overwhelmed when I hear even when i hear the word the the word uniswap just because it's like it's so fast paced it's like how do you so fast? how do you how like i like i have a four-year-old like how am i supposed to create content do do my work on my marketing business um take care of my family take care of my daughter and then trade shit coins and then manage my my bitcoin margin positions like how do you do that (laughs) how do you sort Mm -hmm. through
1: it So, you know, a lot of like knowing what's good and what's not comes from networking. Now, you know, back in the day, everything was announced on Bitcoin talk and you could, you know, send me that projects there. Um, But now, you know, a, a lot of what I hear comes from uh, people in the trading pit, you know, which is heroes telegram room. We have like 4,000 members on, you know, everybody is always all day. I mean, we have like 10,000 messages a couple of days ago, you know, Hey, have you checked this out? Look at this, look at this, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, there's a lot of alpha and just being exposed to other people that even if they don't have the same ability as you to vet something, I mean, that's, that can be kind of a, an initial filter. Um, these bots and stuff that track all the new Uniswap pair listings are fantastic um, because they allow you to get in early on things. But you know, like last week, you know, between being a presence in the trading pad and, and answering people's DMs, you know, cause I did onboard a lot of people to Uniswap and, you know, I try to teach people how to use it and how to use MetaMask and oh my gosh, my transaction's stuck, you know, what do I do? Or, you know, you've got to, you know, submit more gas to the transaction, you know, and, and you've got to get the transaction to go through. Um, Between doing all that and and like everything, I was getting like four hours of sleep per night and being glued to my computer 24 seven. You know, there's definitely like a time and a place to make sacrifices and be 100% exposed to it. But I mean, if you're not, if you don't have the ability to sit there, um, you know, and and watch Uniswap like a hawk and and know what you're doing um, and, and also have the discipline to operate in the sense that, hey, if I'm in mega profit, you know, I'm gonna sell no matter what. Um, because I'm accepting that downside, and, and anything can happen at any time, then I would definitely advise people stay away from it, um, just for their own good. And this is something I've been talking about on Twitter um, a couple of days ago. I started, you know, Uniswap is is almost like a game of hot potato right now, and you know, I saw there's definitely like early phenomenons like Tendies, um, like uh, anti ample, like things like that that you know just absolutely had. Uh, incredible gains. I mean anti-ample did like twelve million dollars of volume uh, in less than twenty four hours from wow. what it was listed on Uniswap, which is absolutely absurd. But at the same time, after people saw what happened, you know, and that's that's when the predators came in. And that's when you see all of these, you know, now if you look at these Uniswap listings, everything you see is a scam. Um like that whole Uniswap like rush craze is largely over. And you're going to see a lot of that money rotate into these more legitimate projects uh, that have already established themselves. And of course, there's definitely going to be winners that still, you know, are to come on Uniswap. Um, They're going to be a lot fewer than they were in the last week, just because everything now is a scam. And the issue is, is that the liquidity is being spread very thin. Um, You know, when there's a hundred different projects, uh, a lot of these, the appreciation on Uniswap and and a lot of the novelty is, is that when these coins are moving up, the amount of liquidity that these coins have is increasing, and it gives you this ability to enter and exit with confidence. But now we're seeing even more rug pull scams. We're seeing scams where the developer there's a mint function in the ERC twenty contract, and you know this guy all of a sudden gives himself a million more coins, and then he just destroys the market. Um, I mean, there's all sorts of things that they can do to absolutely screw you over. Uh, so it's very important that you know when you enter these things, you you want to make sure that they're. You know have a good chance of being legitimate and even then even if you do your due diligence you can still be scammed so you have to understand that there's a risk of you i mean getting absolutely wrecked no matter what you do um and i've, I've been saying to people you know let's say you have 10 ethereum that you worked really really hard for over the past year or two um especially with what's coming and and, and knowing that the horde hasn't really even arrived yet it'd be a damn shame to have that 10 ethereum get greedy go to uniswap buy the latest you know flash pump and and now you have to when all you really had to do was was hold that or if, or if you wanted to expose yourself to a little bit more risk um you know invest in something that's legitimate because i do think like i'm trying to expose myself to you know like maybe 10 of these really early phase DeFi uniswap projects because i do think that there's going to be these unicorns that emerge out of this Uniswap madness, and I, you know I want to have broad enough exposure to things that I think are good enough projects to where I can hit a home run on something because all it takes is me hitting one home run on something that I vetted, and it makes up for the nine other things that I have being total failures. Um, which you know that's that's something that that I'm interested in doing. Like this is a totally different investment philosophy because you know I different I normally preach you compounding and stuff like that. You know a lot of this uniswap stuff you know hey it's a three million dollar you know capitalization you know i think will go in the next bull, uh, bull run like when the horde really shows up to 500 million a billion dollar valuations things like that
0: i actually think it's a good point that you brought up so you guys if you're watching this i want to talk a little bit about risk and you have 10 ethereum that you worked really really hard for and you feel that you need to FOMO in something, what I do when I start to feel the FOMO, whether it be margin trading, whether it be investing, whether it be swing trading, whatever it is, I take 10% of my trading stack. Because I have different amounts for different things of my portfolio. I will take 10% of my trading stack and I will actually, I'll I'll market buy or or I will use that to either market buy or to FOMO into something. So I don't get that FOMO. So if you guys are watching this, do what you want, but that's a strategy that's worked for me. And I've been able to not lose as much money for that strategy. So I have a couple questions here for you because I know you got to get going soon. Someone said, question for both of you: When BTC gets back above all-time high and the alt cycle kicks up, do you think a lot of the older blockchain projects will pump like last time, or will they will they all be DeFi?
1: I personally think that everything's going to pump. Um but you know, I think that the newer projects are going to pump the hardest.
0: I agree with you. I just, like you said, you touched on earlier that you're really only investing in brand new projects now um, because they have, they seem to have more potential and because the people that are developing, well, obviously the ones that are not scams but the people that are working on them, it's kind of improvements of previous projects that those founders couldn't get right. Um, And then, so if people need to, someone asked what was your favorite DeFi pick for 2020?
1: You know, I don't, I don't want to say that um, just because, you know, I don't want to come across as giving investment advice, right. um, you know, I will, I will just say what I'm exposed to um, right now instead, um, which are, you know, a, a bunch of different projects, you know, I've got some tend, you know, I've got some attendees, I think that's a lot of fun, um, I've got something called unit protocol, I've got some lid. I've got some DIA, uh, which is a new acquisition. I've got some Meta, I've got some Jarvis reward token. Um, I've got some cap um, and look like you guys need to understand that I don't recommend buying these at all just because I have them. Cause I'm, I'm pretty damn sure that like 90% of these are gonna go to zero. Um, so just know if you're, if you're trying to be that guy that's like, oh, you know, Messi has these 10 bags or whatever. So I'm gonna get, I'm gonna pick yeah. one of them and I'm really gonna try to hit that home run. Like there's a really good chance that you're going to pick the one that's going to go to zero. I don't, I have no idea which ones are going to go to zero and which ones are going to be home runs, or if any of them are actually going to be home runs at all, they could all go to zero, but I've entered knowing that, you know, that's within my risk tolerance. I've got a certain percentage of my portfolio uh, allocated to these home runs. And if they all go to zero, it's, it's, it's going to hurt, you know, am I going to be pissed about it? Yeah, but it's not going to make or break me.
0: Right. Someone wants to know that if you have link or not,
1: Oh, I've still got XAMP. I'm sorry. That's why I said. Somebody just said no XAMP. I I still got XAMP. I don't have any LINK. I bought LINK around $4 and I exited around $7.50, I think, Um, which was, you know, it was was a good play for me. Um, My biggest worry about LINK is that, you know, it's gone up so much, but even then it's one of the strongest projects in the space right now. It's been the strongest project through the bear market. Um, you know, despite all the FUD, despite everything, the link just keeps going up and up and up and up and up. So I don't, to be honest, I don't have any thoughts on that just because, you know, I think it's, it's like Wendy said, it's in price discovery. There's no fucking telling how high it goes. Like the link could go to a hundred dollars and, you know, and, and people would be big mad about it because they missed it. Right. And it was an incredible opportunity. Um, and, and I think that there's a chance, maybe it does. I mean, shit at this point, I mean, anybody that's been bearish on link ever, it's just gotten absolutely obliterated. You know, Zeus Capital and all that, obliterated. Um, and everybody knows about the whole Zeus Capital crap now. I mean, you've seen it on your ads on Twitter, if you're on there. God, um, it's a,
0: I've, I've, I've covered it on my show just because it's absolutely ridiculous. I've worked with funds in the past, and I have never, 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 and I actually will not do business with anybody who talks like that on I'm, I'm
1: shocked that Twitter has allowed them to carry out a, a an orchestrated FUD campaign against Link like through their advertising portal.
0: That's you know? crazy.
1: I mean, they're obviously like a big subscriber to the Twitter advertisements, or whatever. I've never done promoted ads and stuff. But the fact that, you know, now I'm not seeing ads about like cutting my toenails and stuff. And like now I'm seeing, seeing like everywhere I look is like Zeus Capital. Like I know these guys are deep in it. Um, but it just seems to me that like, like how can you even do that? How how is Twitter even allowing that? Like it's absurd.
0: Who who knows? So if people want to get in touch with you or they want to find out if they want to, because you do a lot of educational stuff. And I should have. I, I'm so sorry. I want. I just had so many things I wanted to ask you before we go. Can you just kind of talk about some of the educational stuff that you've done? Because I know with Hero, you've you're you're in the chat. I actually need to join the chat again um, to kind of you know just see what's going on. But you have a bot. You've got something. Um, use. I forget what it's called, but talk about some of the stuff that you're done that you've done and that you've created. Because a lot of the tools that you've do- that you've created are absolutely amazing and helpful and free.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so you know, a lot of things. If I really like a project, um, you know, I've just for the first time ever, like I've uh, interfaced with Web three and you know, with Python, and like that's been a lot of fun. Calling smart contracts. Uh, you know, directly through the Infura main uh, node. I mean, it's been really like, you can do so many things Mm -hmm. and like make so many cool telegram bots and stuff like that. So, you know, i made an attendees bot, I made an anti-ample bot um, that I'm running that are really fun and, you know, kind of tell you like the attendees bot tells you how many attendees you need for a 2020 Lamborghini Huracan. That's
0: awesome. uh, For
1: example, Um, you know, just little fun stuff. You know, I made real hero labs bot or hero labs bot. um, And what, what that does is it will actually broadcast like a random shitcoin from you know KuCoin, Binance, uh, Ubi, and uh, I think somewhere else, uh, Bitrex. Uh, every like thirty minutes, just something interesting to follow. You know, maybe you see a chart that you know inspires you to go do some research and and kind of gives you the edge because nobody is, is ever just looking at all these charts constantly. You know, and maybe it's if it pops up on yeah, if it pops up in your feed, you might say, oh, you know, that looks really good. I might need to go check it out. Um, and we've got a bot in the Trading Pit, which is the channel that I'm normally hanging out in, uh, and it's a Hero sponsored sponsored channel. And that bot actually, um, you can call auto charting, and it'll you know return charts for you. Um, and the charts use a kernel dis- kernel density estimation function to actually uh, give you algorithmic horizontal levels, which are really good and really cool. And then it uh, it also has an aggregate order book command uh, to where you can actually. Uh, return a, a textual based representation of aggregate an aggregate order book for an asset so like let's say ren is traded on you know Huobi and bitrex and binance you know I can look at binance I can look at bitrex whatever and I can see the books there but what this actually does is it you know smashes all those order books together and kind of gives you a better idea and picture of where the actual liquidity is so those are all you know free tools that we provide anybody can add the bot to their channel um, if you're interested in looking at it
0: All right. So everybody can kind of, I actually don't have the link for the hero chat, but I can go ahead and get it and put it into the description guys. So if you guys are interested, I highly recommend that you guys follow Messiah. I've actually met him in person. He's a very, very nice dude. And then he does a lot of really great stuff in the space. He's been in the space a long time. Yes, he will dump his bags on you, but he will be transparent and let you know that that's what, that's what it's about. That's what, you know, it's how you make money, but I will go ahead and-
1: Here's the main thing: like you're either the dumper or you're the dumped on. So you guys can decide who you want to be. I mean, people are like, "Oh, you dumped on me." It's like, okay, well, you, what do you expect me to do just hold this? You know, all the way up and all the way back down. Like, you, you know, you've got to learn how to take profit. I take profit very well. Um, That's something I excel at. And uh, Wendy was saying, you know, she doesn't have the link to the trading pit, but if you uh, search my. Uh, By tag, whatever you want to call it on Twitter, at Crypto Messiah. It's down. Uh, uh,
0: that is down there below, so you guys can go. But I'm going to add it, and then I will be post. I will be reposting this on Twitter. I'm going to pull an audio clip, and I will have the um, the 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 hero, um, the trading or the the trading pit in there, so people can go ahead and join, and you know, join the conversation and kind of learn from you, and you know, talk to network with other people.
1: And I, I don't know if we have time, but, you know, I want to answer one more question that I'm no, seeing, go ahead, please uh, in the chat. And, you know, so Lost and Faded Guitarist wants to know, do I have any thoughts on ADA staking? Um, so here here's my main thing about, you know, something like ADA. Um, Ethereum killers are so 2017, you know, because Ethereum, I think by now, has definitely established itself as the next Ethereum. You know, it has Lindy effect. It's been around... That's where all the developers are. That's where the community is. It's interfaced with everything. Um, So even let's say ADA is a much better platform than Ethereum, which I had done a lot of research. Maybe it is, it might be. ADA doesn't have the user base that Ethereum has. ADA doesn't have the, the interwoven financial framework that Ethereum has. So despite it being much better, where do you think developers are going to go when they're looking to launch their next big thing? they're going to go to Ethereum. And that's something I don't think is going to change. So personally, even, you know, Tezos, things like that, I stay away from Ethereum killers just for that sole purpose. You know, like, I think I mentioned this earlier, you know, imagine being a startup investor and somebody comes to you and they say, hey, man, I've got a great idea for the next big thing. It's the next Facebook, you know, and and they show me the technology and, and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, like, I love this what's the probability of that being the next Facebook? Like, right. come on, it's it's close to zero. So I don't think that's that's a sound long-term investment. Now, does something like ADA have potential to uh, pump hard during this upcoming market cycle? Absolutely. So don't think I'm saying, hey, that's total you know, trash, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I'm t- talking in terms of, you know, a long-term holding potential and things like that. Because a lot of people will say, hey, if you could pick one coin, you know, to hold, for the next 10 years, what would it be? My answer is you're a psychopath. Why would you ever hold any crypto for 10 years? Do you see how much it goes up and down? But at the same time, you know, if I did have to, that'd be like Bitcoin or Ethereum, you know, something that's been here, something with that staying power, something that I know that, you know, maybe there's not a good chance, but I feel like there's a good chance in 10 years, like I'll still be able to sell my Bitcoin to somebody, I'll still be able to sell my Ethereum to somebody.
0: I'm, I'm on the same page with you. And another thing, guys, that I do want to add about Ada, I have, um, I talked to a lot of attorneys in the space as part of what I do for my job, because I do a lot of marketing and consulting business development. And I have a, a a buddy who's an attorney, and he had some concerns about Ada's staking pool and he was having troubles with getting a hold of their attorneys to kind of talk about it because I don't necessarily know if it's legal in the United States, the the way that it's structured. So when you guys are doing research on products, you also do have to take into account if it's going to be legal to offer, legal to use in your specific area that you're in, because your government can come in and say, okay, well, you can't do this anymore. And then your investment that you have, it can completely go to nothing. So I just want, I'm not trying to fud Ada. I'm just repeating what I was told so that is something that I would kind of take into consideration
1: so 100 and I, I okay this is my like final thing because I no, know you I'm
0: can talking. you can st- you can stay as long as you want like okay. I'm just- I,
1: just I was just saying like you know I, I of course I'd be happy to take some questions for the chat or anything like that like I don't have anywhere to be um for a little bit so if Wendy's okay with it you
0: know, yeah I, if you guys I, have questions shoot them in the chat and I will we'll get to them
1: you know, one of my big things here is helping people, you know, because crypto has given me so much and it's such, it's my passion. It's been a part of my life forever. It literally changed my life. Like I decided to go back to school and get a computer science degree because of crypto. Um, And I did. And um, I love helping people. And uh, if you need me, like I will do my best to help you. And, And I've said that several times. And I think that I've proven that I mean, you know, me saying that and like, it don't, it doesn't matter if you've got five followers on Twitter or something like, I don't even care about anything like that. You know, if this is your passion too, I'm happy to do my best to help you out. Now, one thing I don't want you to to try to ask me or get in touch with me about is what should I, hey, I've got $200, what should I do with it? I'm I'm never going to tell you what to do with your money. But at the same time, hey, I'm having difficulties uh, with Uniswap. Can you point me to some resources, you know, that might help me uh, learn? Or can you answer this question or something like, I'm happy to help you guys with that kind of stuff.
0: Awesome, so somebody had a question. They said, have either of you guys looked into Ethereum gold? Reminds me of BitConnect, seems too good to be true, but according to somebody, um, any thoughts? So I will, I will answer this first and then you can go ahead and talk about it. Um, So anytime something is too good to be true, it probably is. And I would stay away from it, especially in crypto, just because it's still kind of the wild, wild West. Um, Me personally, you guys, I don't like to invest in anything that's like Bitcoin gold or Ethereum gold or any of that type of stuff. I actually prefer to invest in Bitcoin and Ethereum or trade it myself. So that's just my thoughts on it. And if you get a gut feeling that something may not be legit, just stay away from it because there will be another bus that you can ride and make money.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to mirror exactly what, you know, Wendy said, and, and, you know, I think earlier she said, you know, there's what, like 8,000 coins, there's probably more. Uh, There's so many opportunities here for you to potentially buy something that has actual development, actual, you know, an actual um, uh, product, market product fit, like something that's uh, got a low valuation. I mean, do I wish that I bought BitConnect at the bottom, even though it was a monster scam? Like, hell yeah, I do. Like, you know, come on, who wouldn't want to make 100x return on, on something? But at the same time, like, why would you do that to yourself? You know, I'm not out here looking for, you know, what's the next big scam I can get into? Like, I'm looking for, like, what's what's something I can get into that I feel relatively safe about, you know? And, and even then, feeling relatively safe about something in crypto is, is a pretty hard thing, you know, to come to terms with, you know? most people will feel a little uneasy about a lot of this stuff. But um, yeah, I wouldn't, I mean, Ethereum Gold or whatever, I don't know what it is, uh, blah, blah, blah. You said it sounds like BitConnect. So I think there's your answer right there.
0: So somebody else said, someone said, um, can you give some of the listeners a a quick couple of pointers how to avoid buying the RON project of Uniswap. We kind of did that. Um, we did that in the beginning of the episode. So you guys can um, go back and re-listen to that. And someone else said, is there any scare of buying into some alt and Bitcoin being 10 K plus?
1: I don't really have any fear of, of being exposed to altcoins, um, you know, and, and Bitcoin running, you know, the, the main thing is, is that as time goes on, um, you know, I maintain that exposure because I continuously look at these things that I have. Um, and, you know, I always buy this value. So I'm buying, you know, cap- projects that are like less than $20 million market capitalizations, because I plan on selling them at 10 X, um, you know, $200 million market capitalization in a bull market is reasonable, you know, and, and I know that's even laughable to say, but it's true. So, you know, my main thing is that, um, you know, with all of these projects, it's really just important to, you um, Know what you're in and either have a plan to continue to hold it no matter what because you know what you have. And you know, yeah, it might go down a little bit, it might go up a little bit, blah blah blah. But playing this game of musical chairs, especially if you're an uninformed market participant, is not something that's going to to behoove you, it's not something that's going to do you any favors. So, you know, either get in it and stick to it, or you can maybe wait for Bitcoin to do. Uh, which you believe it's going to do and then get in later um, but have a plan you know don't don't be a conspiracy theorist like oh bitcoin's gonna do this so then I need to sell and then I need to rebuy back and you know blah 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 like that's only gonna get you hurt in the end especially if you don't know what you're doing
0: somebody said what are the best educational resources you leverage to learn blockchain development
1: I'm not a blockchain developer okay um, I, I don't code in any form of C language I'm pure Python dev I um, I don't know anything about developing blockchain at all, so I, I don't know where to punch you. You know, if you want to learn how to do Python and data manipulation and stuff like that, like it's very useful in crypto too because Python is great for fi- interfacing with financial systems. Um, but you know, that's that's about the extent of, of my knowledge.
0: Somebody said, um, "Any guess who you think the real Satoshi is?" I would probably ask Daniel Jones on crypto Twitter. He's been around in the space yeah, for a very, uh, very long time because we don't knows. know.
1: Who you knows? It's, uh, it's not Craig Wright.
0: It's definitely maybe, not Craig Wright. Or maybe it is. Uh, who
1: knows? Uh, to be honest, I don't give a shit who the real Satoshi is. Uh, what I care about is that I'm pretty damn sure that the keys to all his coins are, are lost. Um, you know, not even one has been sold. And, um, you know, I mean, there's several theories about who this guy is. I mean, maybe it's even like some kind of government black budget project or, you know, something like that. But, you know, I do know that he hid himself very well. Uh, think about it. In ten years of advanced computer forensics, it he still hasn't been out it. Right? So I mean, this guy knew his shit. He hid himself well. And I think um if you want to know if Satoshi if Satoshi wants you to know who he is, I think that he'll let you know uh when and if he's ready. And that might be never.
0: He might be an alien. Just kidding. Um, I also, I also heard a rumor that a lot of these coins were on wallets that were like from the early, early adopters. And they were kind of like test wallets. That's why a lot of people lost their keys. That's what I heard. Who knows? Um, ICO offender said, why did you choose Mr. Burns for your avi?
1: I have no idea. To be honest, you know, I've had several avatars over the years. Um, 2017 is, is when my Twitter account blew up pretty hard and, um, you know, I think I pivoted from uh, Dexter, from Dexter's lab, but with a Donald Trump goofy cartoon face superimposed on it, which I thought was pretty funny uh, to Mr. Burns. And, um, you know, at a certain point, your, your branding just kind of sticks and, you know, you can't really change it. So I, I've always loved The Simpsons. You know, I've watched it with my dad growing up um, a lot. And, uh, you know, I think it's uh, one of the last like really good cartoon shows um, that were ever made. So, you know, I think I'll probably be Mr. Burns for a while.
0: All right. Well, it looks like we're winding down in the, um, yeah, meat fish, fish says how I've actually heard that. Um, looks like we're winding down. Do you have anything else that you want to leave the people with?
1: Uh, just guys, please do your due diligence. Um, don't overextend yourself. Don't get too greedy, you know, have a plan, you know, don't, if you don't have any kind of clue about this, Uniswap swap stuff, if you're not a trader, if you don't know how to analyze the, smart contracts if you don't know how to uh, go on etherscan and you know do some blockchain sleuthing and you know trace where the money is coming from and who has the money you know blah 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 like don't don't even bother with it you know there's a high probability you're going to get burned and it just sounds like everybody's getting hilariously rich right now and you're not but trust me that's not that that's not the case like because the people that are getting hilariously rich of course are going to brag about it right but the people that get wrecked aren't going to post on twitter you know, crap, guys, I just lost 80% of my stack, you know, because of the dev rug pull on this thing. Um, so, you know, just be very wary of, of that. And you guys need to understand that, I mean, there's scams out right now are worse than I've ever seen them.
0: Yeah. That's another thing that I want to add before we go, you guys, a lot of people on Twitter are not really transparent about their stuff. Like me personally, I don't show how big my positions are ever. Um, I talked to you guys on my, my show, like generally when I margin trade, it's a couple hundred dollars. When I'm spot trading, it's up to, um, it's anywhere between a thousand and ten thousand dollars And when I'm buying alts, it's anywhere between a couple hundred bucks to a thousand dollars per position, just because that's what I'm comfortable in. I don't like to post my positions on Twitter because I don't, don't really feel comfortable. Um, but a lot of people will say that they're doing X, Y, Z, and they made all this money and that's, not really the case and everybody's always a winner um, on social media Mm -hmm. and they don't talk about the risks associated with it so just because you're seeing somebody even if it's somebody like a good friend of yours or whatever just because you're seeing somebody post about their their win rate um don't necessarily take it um take it um 100% because they might not be telling you everything there's a lot of hours that go that get put into trading into investing and don't get your don't let yourself get down for it i know when i was on vacation i saw all these people making money and i was just like oh my god like i could have made so much money but at the end of the day um i was on vacation with my family and the the, when I went on vacation, I was not going to be trading like a DGEN. So and even then,
1: I mean, there's a chance that if you'd gotten in, like it would have gone the other way. I think that's what exactly. people don't realize. Um, and you know, I, I will say, cause a lot of people, you know, did want to take a look at smart contracts and stuff like that. Um, you know, we did that on Twitch on Sunday at a uh, Twitch TV slash real hero. If you guys want to really deep dive at kind of looking at some of these smart contracts and, and more and depth about how to actually, you know, audit whether a project may be legit or may or might not be, uh, you can go check that out. It's actually recorded. Um, and also, I didn't say this last time, one more little nugget of knowledge. Let's say that you think you have the next Bitcoin uh, in your account and, and you go to, you know, Etherscan or whatever, and, and you look at the top holders and, and you know that you don't have much and, and you're like, hey, I'm the number three wallet here. Like that might be a red flag, right? Because yeah. if, if you have, a net worth of $4,000 and you're one of the top holders of something, who's gonna pump your bags, right? There's,
0: you're gonna there's, pump your own bag.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's no there's no whale in there that's gonna come in and say, hey, I'm just gonna make you rich, you know, like just, it doesn't work like that. So, you know, when you guys invest in something, look where the smart money is going, you know, look, look at those top wallets, you know, see what these guys uh, have because, I mean, there is a lot of information uh, asymmetry in these markets. There's definitely guys that have a better kind of read on what's going on that you do. And you want to know that if you're in something, you know, that there's smart money in too, you know, there's guys that have money, the guys that have made it. If you don't see uh, big balances in the top holders and you don't see guys that, um, you know, seem to know what they're doing uh, in something and, and you're one of those top wallets, I mean, huge red flag.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. Also, you guys, please make sure to like, comment, subscribe. Um, I do Trader Talk every Wednesday. Generally, they're pre-recorded. Um, they're pre-recorded um, shows. But Messiah was generous enough to give us his time and to come on to do a live stream. I I I make daily videos every day. I generally do the three top news stories and then I chart Bitcoin, ETH, and then if I see an alt that's um, interesting, sometimes I trade. I do live trading. Really depends. But all my videos are under under 12 minutes and i give a lot of really concise information so please subscribe to the channel support shout out to my sponsor etoro um, for making this series possible and then shout out to hero for just being an amazing platform i know i've done events for the team um, a couple times very very good guys their platform is super super fun it's literally like a video game and if you guys you guys don't have to know anything about trading to play hero um it's just a lot of fun and trading pit is a lot of fun you guys can hang out with messiah and some of the other um ogs in the space but again thank you so much for your time and thank you for everybody that watched and have a have a blessed day everyone
1: yeah thanks for being here guys Bye. Right,
0: bye guys